Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Well, I'll say this. It's it's a shame that James Harden is not a member of the Rockets anymore, but Victor Oladipo, I mean, I know it's a loss, but you gotta be happy with with Victor Oladipo tonight, Mike. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on with you, sir. Uh look, I, I hate losing games, uh, period. <laughs> but I mean, Victor Oladipo was good tonight. I mean, he was really good tonight. The Rockets, in my opinion, should have won this game. If it was <laughs> – they only counted the second, third, and fourth quarters, they would have won this game. But that first quarter was just downright horrendous. Yep. And welcome to another episode of the Dream Take podcast presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and today – Rockets drop one to the Bulls, 125-120. The Rockets trailed by as much as 17, twice. Uh, They trailed by 17, I believe, in the first quarter and at some point during the second quarter, yet they kept fighting. And, you know, a loss brings them to 4-8 and on the season, which is not what you want to see. But I I think you can look at the last three quarters of this game and think, well... You have you have signs here. There, there's definitely building blocks on this roster to win games. There's enough there. Oladipo and Christian Wood together are going to be downright filthy. Uh, the the fact that I'll tell you who we miss right now a lot is Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown did not play tonight. John Wall did not play tonight. Um, so. Look, you still have a couple of key players that are not in the field. Obviously, Daniel House also missing another game. But you had Victor Oladipo tonight, which is someone you didn't have on Saturday. And he made – it didn't look like it at first. He started out a little little bit rocky, um, but he definitely made up for it in the last three quarters. Victor Oladipo tonight, 32 points, most points in a debut – from the Rockets since James Harden back in 2012. So I would say Victor Oladipo had a good night tonight. He did kind of look a little funny at the end. Uh, he like was diving for a loose ball or something, and it looked like his knee was a bit... Um, did you see that, Mike? At like one of the final plays of the game, he kind of you know looked like he was grabbing his knee and limping a little bit. I did see that. It was a shame. Not a shame, but it's the game is over. I mean, yeah. I, I did hopefully see that. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be. Hopefully everything's going to be okay. Yeah, because honestly, what you saw is tonight, I think the biggest development of the offense so far um, was the pick and roll game between Christian Wood and Victor Oladipa. 
And it started off really shaky at first. Uh, several turnovers piled through. And it's only going to get better uh, with those two. They have not developed too much chemistry yet. They they barely know each other. Let's, let's get real. But if this is them playing like they barely know each other, I'd like to see them play when they actually know each other, actually have a feel for their game and their tendencies. It, it's a it's a very winnable combination in the NBA. It definitely is. And it, it's only going to get better when this is a full roster. And let's be honest, you know, with, with each other and with the audience that offensively, right now when P.J. Tucker is on the floor, you may as well be playing four on five. The guy is useless offensively. So the fact that teams are honing in on guys outside of him and they're still doing this, is impressive. Speaking, I think, I think you could say the same about Demarcus Cousins tonight too. Absolutely. Oh God, absolutely. I mean, Demarcus Cousins right now just looks lost offensively. You know, in his defense, he is rebounding the ball at a decent clip. Uh, but another reason why the Rockets need another big man. Uh, again, four weeks in a row, we're going to continue to talk about the fact that. They need another guy, Jeremy. Like, they need to go get, oh, I don't know, Dwayne Dedman, who's still out there, <laughs> you know? I think there's uh, a reason he's still out there. There is a reason, but, I mean. Yeah. Look, Dwayne Dedman, I do think, would be a good fit for this roster. But I, I do think there's a reason why he has not been signed yet. And I wouldn't want to, you know, jump on that train right away. Okay, Jan Mahimi. How about him? No. Why? Because why? Like, why? Why Why him? Because you have nobody else. That's the reason why, at this very moment, DeMarcus Cousins is playing 16 minutes. I mean... Okay, but your answer to that is Eon Mahimi, who, you know, didn't even play in the NBA, uh, you know, who's not in the NBA anymore, and you know, barely played the last two seasons. Before this year, Jayshon Tate wasn't in the NBA either. Well, then maybe you go out and get a younger guy then. I'd much rather well, do that. Fine. I would love to see it at this point. Because J- because DeMarcus Cousins, J- I think his game can be fixed if he stops shooting the three. Yeah, I found, I found him shooting the three a bit perplexing. Because there was one time tonight... He drew like he posted up on I think it was I want to say it was Daniel Gafford. And I was like, that's why you're out there. It's not right. like I know that having a big to shoot threes is a is an important part of spacing and it's a, an important part of and it's good that he can do that. But I would like to see a little bit more versatility in his game and a little bit more a little bit more d- two-dimensional or three-dimensional he just he's very one-dimensional at this point you know he kind of shoots threes I think the one shot that really bugged me I think was the last three he took he was like close to the corner he was clearly guarded he was and he just chucked a three for no reason like there was still plenty of time in the shot clock it was and then the Bulls went on in to score on the on the possession thereafter so it was like a five-point swing and things like that, like, I'm okay if you're shooting three. And there were some threes that he shot that, you know, he was pretty open for. And I don't mind taking those. But there were also some that just 
not smart shot selection. And, you know, hopefully over time that will, you know, fix itself out. But the thing about the Rockets is they don't have a lot of time. Well, they have no time. Uh, This is, to me, the, the, the solution to fix to Marcus Cousins is on the coaching staff. Put him on the low block. So many yeah. times, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. They need to draw up plays to put him on the low block. At most, put him at the free throw line. There's no, there's no point in having him at the three-point line right now. He's not a threat to hit the three ball. And other teams are going to say, hey, dude, you want to shoot that shot? Great. Awesome. There you go. What are you going to do? You're going to go two for ten? Okay, fine. You know, they're, they're willing to take those chances right now. But, you know, I, I will say this. I, I think I'm getting pretty close to just saying it needs to be the rookies on this team. Jay Sean Tate and Mason Jones. Mason Jones needs to be getting more than 14 minutes in a game. Mm-hmm. Period. Another good game tonight. Ten points from Mason Jones. Three of four from the field. Two of three from distance. You saw, honestly, I saw shades of James Harden in his game tonight. Yeah, I know we've been kind of hyping him up as this, you know, James Harden protege and, you know, but I saw some shades in that tonight. There was one play in particular where I want to say he, like, he took the screen and he, like, went to go drive and kicked it out to Jay Sean Tate and Jay Sean Tate nailed the three. Um, it, It honestly felt like it was James Harden kicking it out to P.J. Tucker for a corner three. That's kind of the feeling that it had. And Jay Sean Tate tonight, great bounce back game for him. Four of eight from the field, three of five from distance, 11 points for the rookie tonight. I really liked what I saw from Jay Sean Tate tonight. It made me happy for him that he had a bounce back game this evening. Yeah, the you know what guy, his game, Jay Sean Tate, I think he has the ability of being a more explosive Manu Ginobili. Uh, he's got that that feel to him. You know, the he just sees the game differently to me. You know, he's going to be there when you need that big shot. He plays multiple positions, tough defensively. Uh, I really like what I saw from him tonight. Let me ask you this. To me, the one lineup that I am dying to see after watching this game tonight is Wall, Oladipo, Mason Jones, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood. I I would... To me, that's your most exciting lineup. That is your ability to being. Those your... are probably your five best players. Well, but the, that that those group of five guys. That play... might be your closing lineup. Well, it's the type of it's the type of lineup that you need to have. To... Well, I take that back. Actually, to uh, maybe maybe you don't put Mason Jones in the closing lineup yet, but maybe Eric Gordon instead. I would like that lineup too. Take out Mason Jones and put in Eric Gordon. Yeah. Yes, to answer your question. But what I the only reason why I say Mason Jones is because I've I've come around to your idea of this team is not winning a title this year. And I get really I just don't know what Eric Gordon's role is gonna be on this team moving forward. Him and Tucker. I think I think Eric Gordon's role was pretty defined tonight. I think he was good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he played well tonight. I have no issues with his game. And I almost play him the same way that they played him tonight 
up until the trade deadline. And if somebody gives you something of value, I would not mind pulling the trigger on Eric Gordon if he continues to play at this level because I think he can get you a decent return. I think it's going to be difficult to move Eric Gordon only because of his contract. I just, you know, obviously he's going he's going to warrant a big return only because, you know, he is he, he look he got you twenty points tonight and he's gonna he's averaging probably like what close to 14, 14, 15 a game. That's something that people could use, and you're not just getting Eric Gordon for this season. You're getting Eric Gordon for the next three or four seasons. So I think Eric Gordon. I don't see him finishing his contract with the Rockets. However, I do think that it's going to be a little while before you see Eric Gordon depart from the Rockets. Unless he comes out of nowhere and just requests the trade and wants to play for a contender. But I don't I don't see that out of Eric Gordon. He's not that kind of guy. But I think Eric Gordon has a role in this team. And I think tonight helped the fact that John Wall wasn't in the game, so he was able to give get more opportunities to create, more opportunities to um, get involved. And it's gonna look. It's gonna take a little while for this team to kind of mesh and fully fully realize the the team at large. However, I just I just worry because you know you you mentioned it, Mike. They don't have a lot of time. They don't have any time, uh, and. I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with that. I think they do have some time because I do think there are a lot of teams that are also in the Rockets boat that are still trying to find like ways for them to adjust and ways like Dallas is a good example of a team that we thought would be doing pretty well that's kind of struggling right now. Denver, another team. Look, like Denver and Dallas are both a game and a half ahead of the Rockets right now. Like they're not it's not totally like too far out of you know, the realm possibility. And then you look at teams like the Spurs who are, you know, the Rockets, it's clear that the Rockets can compete with them even with, you know, essentially their, their B team. And like that team is not going to, they're, they're right now currently fifth in the West. They beat the Blazers today. They've had some pretty impressive wins, but I don't know how much continuity that, that team has. Same with the Warriors. I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to keep up with this. So it's still very early for a lot of these teams. And I think having look, I think the Rockets' goal this season should be to make the playoffs. I think it's a very realistic goal, especially considering the fact that there's the play-in tournament where teams nine and ten will have a chance to make it. I think that's a realistic goal for the Rockets right now. And it's a it's an attainable goal. I and that question was posed to us on Twitter from uh, our boy AK to the Max. Uh, he writes our uh, he writes the game previews over at the Dream Shake. Go check them out every uh, day before the game. So, do you think Mike this team can make it into the top ten? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're a top ten. They have enough talent to be in the top ten in the West. The my question is. Does this team have the feeling of outside of Christian Wood? It just I don't know if the the pieces of a puzzle are there, but I don't know if they're pieces that fit all together. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Like everybody's a puzzle piece. Ben McLemore is a nice piece, but does Ben McLemore does Ben McLemore's defensive liabilities 
does his offense and talent make up for that? You know, does Victor Oladipo have enough of a three-point shot to develop into more of a player than he was in Indiana? Is Eric Gordon going to be consistent? Can P.J. Tucker score more than three points in consecutive games? Like, there's so many different questions. Where is Daniel House? (laughs) You know? Well, I think, Mike, we talked a little bit about this on our last show where, you know, you're looking at two, like, guys that will be on the next Rockets contender. And we mentioned two. We mentioned Christian Wood and we mentioned Jay Sean Tate. I'm going to add two more. I'm going to add two more to that. I think Mason Jones is showing signs that he can be a legit point guard moving forward. I think he has starter potential. I think he's going to need some time, but I think he's a lot closer than a lot of us thought. And another one that a, a bit of a catch, but I got to go with Stephen Silas. I think Stephen Silas is going to be the coach when the Rockets are really good again. Oh, man. I do. I, I just, to <laughs> me, I really like what I've seen from Silas so far. I understand that you know, he's had a lot, but he's also been given a really unfavorable hand. And I think we can all um, understand that and appreciate that. But I really like what I'm seeing from him in terms of, you know, look, the, the team was down 17 tonight. And I think he's good at pushing the right buttons with his guys. He knows his players really well. And I think he knows which buttons to push, especially with guys like Jay Sean Tate, with uh, Mason Jones, Christian Wood. He's getting to know his players a lot better, and he already knows them. You know, even in the short period of time, look, he was hired, what, two months ago? You know, he's he knows the guys that he's putting on the floor, and he knows when it's right and when it's wrong. And, you know, he's still working on a couple of those. Like, I don't think he's figured out how to incorporate P.J. into the offense or uh, DeMarcus Cousins in the offense. But I also think that he's looking more towards the future a little bit. And he's looking at trying to get the guys that he knows are going to be there long-term and really set some foundational blocks. And I don't know. It's like I, I can't imagine – like I do think – looks. Every coach the Rockets have had since Rudy T has gotten at least four seasons. With the exception of J.D. Bickerstaff, he's gotten at least four seasons. I think the Rockets can be a contender in four seasons. It might be the fourth season, but yeah, I think I think Steven Silas has the potential to be the head coach when this Rockets team is really good again. Yeah, I think there's a definite possibility of that. Four years, I don't know. I think you're. I think it's going to be close to the four-year mark, but there's a lot of work to do on this roster. I mean, there there is a lot of things that can happen. One glaring need on this roster right now that it this has nothing to do with Silas. They have to get somebody who can rebound. They're they're, they're getting killed on the boards every night, out rebounded by double digits again tonight. They've got to find somebody that can help on the boards. Uh, I think if they can clean up that part and stop turning the ball over, which the turnovers I think are exaggerated because John Wall hasn't played the last few nights, so I think the turnover numbers have been higher than usual. 
But I think he's doing a good job with what he has. Let's put it that way. I bring up the rebounding because if they don't address that and quickly, this season has the makings of getting out of control fairly quickly. What in the loss column, I should say. Do you go maybe for a guy like a? Do you look? I know the 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 Rockets are trying to move on, or not the Rockets. The Cavs are trying to move Andre Drummond. Oh, I go get Andre Drummond in five seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would start, but they just got Jared Allen, and I would imagine that the Cavs would rather play Jared Allen than Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is a free agent at the end of the season, but he's averaging close to 16 boards a game. Well, he's going to start. To me, if you make that move, you send P.J. to the bench. And you start Andre Drummond. Well, with. maybe it will work in like a three-team trade where they end up getting, uh, like they they have to send out a couple of like PJ would go and um, you know they send out another contract uh, to make room for Andre Drummond and his enormous twenty-eight million dollars. Um, and this might not be something that we'll see until two months from now, but I mean that's an idea. Um, and whether or not Drummond stays in Houston is beyond the season is is up to up to chance but like that's that's an idea i i think it, it's i'm i'm still not like totally like on board but it's an idea um i'm looking at like other guys they could go out and get um but of the guys that i'm seeing like john collins from from yeah. the hawks i'm all in I, anything to get this team size mm-hmm. is what i'm in for yeah, the john collins is a free agent at the end of the year i think I think that is a guy the Rockets are probably already circling and, and probably looking at. Well, my question with any move where you bring back any sort of salary is how is that viewed in the front office? Is is Tillman going to make – this is another huge thing that you and I haven't discussed. I don't know if this is the right time to do it, but I guess it is now that we're talking about free agents, is what is what is Tillman Fertitta's uh, – willingness going to be bringing in salaries for a team that realistically doesn't have a shot at the title. Is he going to do it? I don't think so. I think, I think he'll sign. If he can bring in a good player, I think he'll pay for him. Mm. And the thing is how, how contenders start is you have to sign a guy through free agency or you have to trade for a guy or you have to draft for a guy and that has to be your sprout so for the rockets this past decade that was james harden once you made the trade for james harden it allowed you to go out and spend in free agency because it attracted free agents so that brought dwight howard in that brought in um eric gordon that brought in uh dwight howard i think i said it twice uh chris paul like russell westbrook like it brought john wall it brought in every Everything that the Rockets have had, every great play the Rockets have had in the last 10 years or so has been because of uh, James Harden. And even before that, like, the Rockets got Kevin Martin. And the Rockets wouldn't have gotten Kevin Martin if it weren't for Tracy McGrady. And you traded Tracy McGrady because you had Yao Ming. You drafted Yao Ming. So there you go. So it, it starts somewhere. It has to start somewhere, whether it be through the draft with Yao 
or whether it be through trades with James or whether it be through free agency with Dwight Howard, it has to be somewhere. And and that guy could be Christian Wood. I don't know if guys are going to be like, oh, yo, Christian Wood, let's go start a big three with him. But, I mean, it's possible. I mean, if you, I think people have seen Christian Wood play and they're like, that'd be a fun guy to play with. Uh, or John Wall. I'm sure John Wall will probably go out and try to recruit in free agency. And look, Tillman, I think, wants to see a competitive product. But I agree, I agree with you to an extent that it's going to be a tough sell, uh, given that the team is not there. But you're going to have to do something. And whether it ends up being the Rockets bottom out and get in the top three in the draft, and then you, you go through the draft with that, that's a little bit more riskier because you're drafting a prospect versus a guy that you're signing where you know he has NBA potential because he's shown it. So I don't know. I think it's it's obviously something that, you know, it, it's something it's good to talk about now, um, but it's something that we won't really know the answer to until the summer. And we have a lot of basketball left. Uh, there's they play 12 games. They got 60 more. Look, if they go, if they go forty and twenty, that's a playoff team. I think this team can go forty and twenty down the stretch, especially if they keep uh, Victor Oladipo on the roster until the end of the year. So, and I hope they do. Honestly, like Vic was fun to watch tonight, man. I loved watching Vic tonight. You know, the Bulls also. As much as I, it's hard to say this about the other team, but if I watched the Bulls on another night, I probably would really enjoy it because. They the ball movement they had tonight was really good. They shot really well, and I think that was also part of why the Rockets uh, lost tonight is because there were some shots that went in. Like Denzel Valentine kind of chucked up a bunch of shots, and when he got really lucky, like the Chicago Chicago's not good. 20, 20 and forty five from three. They're not good, but I mean they're fun to watch. I, I would I would lead past them hundred percent. At this point, the Rockets are not going forty and twenty down the stretch. There, there's no way. Unless I, Mike, I could see it. I don't. I don't think you can rule that out because I think Christian Wood and Victor Oladipo. There's, I don't. It's going to be hard for teams to stop them. I, I really, I'm gonna. It's going to be hard for teams to stop a pair of them. But I do think the Rockets will struggle against team. Like, look, I think the Rockets lost tonight ultimately because they got. They had a, you know, excuse me, I can't talk that, but they they lost tonight's game because they could not get out to a quick enough of a start, and the Bulls shot really well from distance. The 20 of 45 is tough to do, uh, but they did it. And it wasn't, and some of those shots were, you know, uncontested, but there were some contested makes that they had tonight too. And, you know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap, you know, and move on. And look, five point game tonight. I think it's pretty pretty solid effort, at least in the last three quarters. But you know, hopefully the road to forty and twenty uh, starts on Wednesday with a matchup against the Phoenix Suns. That's a nationally televised game, eight thirty p.m. start here in the great city of Houston. Uh, so, Mike, Suns on Wednesday. What are you looking for on Wednesday? Chris Paul. Looking forward to seeing Chris Paul. I just like with what you said about the Bulls. I love watching Chris Paul play basketball. Yeah, uh, he has that team. They are seven and five on the young season. Did you catch a little bit of today's game against Memphis? Uh, no, I didn't. 
you know, they Memphis is also a team that is gonna, you know, they're they're on a hot streak right now. They've won, I believe, uh, five in a row now. Uh, they just got John Morant back. Uh, but Phoenix, Phoenix was all right today. They they played a real good team that's playing some real good basketball right now. They, I'm gonna. I'm going to put money, I think, on DeAndre Ayton getting at least uh, 15 boards. He could likely go for 20. Um, and that'll be an interesting matchup between him and Christian Wood. I think it's going to be a difficult matchup. I think DeAndre Ayton, I was talking about it with my dad earlier, you know, I think he's always going to be seen as, you know, not someone who's very great in this league because of who was drafted right after him, you know, Trey Young and uh, Luka Doncic have higher ceilings than DeAndre Ayton, but that doesn't mean DeAndre Ayton isn't really good and, you know, wasn't worthy of the number one pick. I mean, he was drafted first for a reason, and I think he's playing some of the best basketball of his career so far in this early season. I'm excited to see what Christian Wood brings for him, because I think that'll be an important matchup, and if Christian Wood can contain DeAndre Ayton, I think the Rockets have a chance to pull out with a win. The, the one thing about Phoenix that I've caught a couple of their games on this young season, uh, they're so balanced. Like Booker, they're not a team where, you know, Devin Booker's averaging 35 a game. Like he's averaging 23 a game. But Mikhail Bridges averages 15. Chris Paul averages 13 points. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton averages lot of different ways. 13. Cameron Johnson, 12 and a half points. Dario Saric. Uh, 10 and a half points Jake Crowder 10 points like they they are so well balanced and DeAndre Aiden I, I will put money down that he has at least 15 boards against the Rockets uh on Wednesday I that's and that's part of the problem of you you touched on it earlier I wanted to respond with what you said about Tillman that you feel like he would pay for good players what is scary is that in his entire ownership as a rocket, as the owner of the Rockets, he's never not had James Harden. We're about to find out what he's going to do when his team is not a championship contender. You know, so it, I, we'll, we're going to find out. But Andre Drummond would be going back to Andre Drummond. He would be a perfect guy to have in this type of matchup. You know, against uh, against uh, what, what's his name? Against DeAndre Ayton. When you play against teams like Denver to throw at uh, Nikola Jokic, who killed us in the first game this year, you know you you have to have some of those guys. And right now, it doesn't look like Boogie Cousins has enough lift to to be what he was two years ago. It's not his fault. It just it is what it is. So hopefully, GM Raphael Stone can find this team some rebounding help because I feel like it could get ugly on the boards against Phoenix. Look, I, I think Phoenix is a really good team. I I do not see the Rockets winning this game on Wednesday. What are your thoughts? I think it will be a little difficult. Um, hopefully they do. I would like to see a win, but yeah, gonna be gonna be tough. Uh, but I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Dream Take. Uh, wherever you get your podcast uh, fix and be sure to follow the dream take on Twitter at the dream take. You can also follow the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN and be sure not to miss a single action of our 
content over at thedreamshake.com. You can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown on Twitter at BSWpodcast underscore MB. I still need to get used to that. I'm always like waiting for the UH, but I need to I need to stop. I need to retrain my brain. But you can follow us, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for today's episode. And until next time, go Rockets.